0: The following is a listener supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.
1: Welcome to Grace in Focus as we continue our series in the book of Ruth, The Providence of God. Naomi the Bitter One, Naomi the Empty One. She's finding out that in God's kindness, things really aren't that bad. In fact, a romance is brewing. Things are getting exciting, God is working. I hope you'll stay tuned, and I hope you'll visit our website, faithalone.org. When you get a moment, stop by. There is a lot there for those who may be interested in the Free Grace Movement, of which the Grace Evangelical Society is a part. Now, gentlemen, more from the story of Ruth.
2: I'm here with Ken and Philippe, and we're in Chapter 3, and that's Episode 3, right? And we're... Scene one, which is in the house, is that right? Yes. So where Ruth has been
0: dwelling with Naomi and good things have happened where Naomi recognizes the providential hand of God at work and she blesses God for that. And she also blesses the person that she sees who's been gracious to Ruth, her daughter-in-law. And she had earlier prayed That Ruth will find rest in the home of her husband. So now she sees the opportunity to answer her prayer in accordance with how God is at work. So chapter 3 opens up with Naomi saying, my daughter, shall I not seek security for you? The same words that she had used earlier saying to her daughter-in-law, you know, I'm an old woman. I'm not going to be able to find security for you. So return back to your own homes. May you find security in the home of your husband there.
3: Back in Moab. Back
0: in Moab. But now she says, I'm going to seek security for you. Now he says, now Boaz, whose young woman you were with, is a near relative. And she's explained to Ruth what that means. Potentially, he could be someone who could provide for her. Uh, She has to sell her land so she have subsistence that he could buy it on her behalf, take care of them, and actually raise up an heir for Elimelech and for, for Naomi herself there. So she says now, you know, it's time that They've gathered in, they ball in, they're going to, there's a threshing floor now, they're going to have to winnow it there, that means they're going to have to have oxen just thread over it, break out the husk from the grain, and then throw up the grain in the air, let the chaff go away, and heaps of grain, you know, are developing there, and are being stored. But now, Boaz has to be where the grain is stored, because it could be theft, could, could occur. So he's going to have to sleep there just to protect the grain, and Naomi knows that. And so she says, okay, this is, we know where he's going to be, so this is the plan
3: now. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's also a joyous time, a time of celebration, yeah, time because of, yeah, the harvest is over, eating. after the hard work is done, the harvest is in, it's a good time. Yes. 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 yes
0: so, so it's in celebration of what God has provided. So Naomi's plan is this. She says to, to Ruth, okay, take a bath. Perfume yourself, you know, put on your best dress. So she's not taking any chances, you know. Basically, she's saying to Ruth, you know, be as alluring as you can be. and then just Which
2: she didn't need to be because he was already attracted to her.
0: Right,
3: right.
2: But it doesn't hurt. It doesn't, doesn't hurt. hurt. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> but there's no lipstick on a pig here. This is a very attractive woman who's... Getting uh, all dolled up so that she or is it dolled up dolled, dolled uh, up all dolled up so that she looks really attractive uh, and so when is she going? is she going in the afternoon? no no She's just to go there secretly you know not to really make herself at what very,
0: time very of visible day? so what I'm asking' is probably dusk and night is about to fall, so it just says you know get all dolled up, you know, go there, take note of where the man is going to lay on the floor, and then when everyone is asleep, just go quietly. And
2: So now it's dark. The, it's dark. You so it means it could be 10, 11, midnight. Yeah. It's, and it's, what's it's she supposed that. to do? It? This is about his wings, right? You were yeah. talking about his wings or something? Yeah, exactly. And, and what's his wings, his yeah. garment or his blanket or something? Well, it's, it's
0: going to be his outer cloak. That will be used as a blanket, you know. Okay. You know? Now that's why you're supposed to return a person's... Oh, in the New Testament, yeah. Yeah, you you see this a lot in
3: the New Testament, uh, right.
0: You know, if you take a person's cloak, make sure you return it before night, because that's what they're going to use, you know, as a blanket. So he's using that cloak, and so Naomi tells Ruth exactly what to do. Oh, and
2: I see the time
0: there, at midnight. It happened at midnight, verse Mm 8. Midnight that he is startled. So 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 she may have been there
2: for some hours. So
0: it may have been like 10 o'clock, like you said, but he is at midnight, he... Now, of course, on a cold, you know, back there, you know, it could be warm during the day, but, you know, in a desert area, in an arid area, it can get very cold. Right. You know, at night. So if you have a blanket over you and your feet are uncovered and just your bare feet out in the cold, in the middle of the night, you might certainly awake. You will you know, wake up. you, you, you wake up. You, go, yep. you know, you, you've been in the field. I've know, been guess, in the field in the, the Army. Army
3: yes, been in the desert it's in the okay, Army, Army. And in the day, it's very hot. And at yeah. night, it's, it gets down there, right? Yeah.
0: So she uncovers his feet, and Naomi had instructed her, you know, what to say. And and when the man asked, you know, she said, you know, spread your wing, which was a way of saying, you know, extend your protection to me. It was, Boaz would have understood it as a proposal of marriage. She's proposing to him. Yeah, she's proposing to him. (laughs) In their culture, that was permissible. In fact, we have an example going back to Judah, when Judah refused to... Oh, right. Uh, uh, With Tamar. So she took the initiative. uh,
1: She sure did.
0: To to, to, (laughs) to get
2: Judah to to sleep with her. But she didn't do it the
0: right way, like Ruth
2: is doing. But yes, God still bless that, too. Yeah. She's in the line of Christ, too. Right. Perez
0: was one of the children born. And guess who's first in line in the genealogy of, of Ruth? Perez. Who is the son of, oh, that's uh, right. of Judah and, and Tamar? So, you know, right. Too. And the women at the end, too, in chapter 4, will, in giving a blessing for Ruth and, and Naomi, they say, you know, may she be a mother of Israel,
3: you know. Kind right. of a leveret marriage yes. kind of deal in both cases.
2: Yes. Now, leveret marriage means where your brother dies without children mm-hmm. and you raise up a child for that person, mm-hmm. an heir for that person. But, but we
3: see here that it's not just limited to brothers. Because this is not a brother; he's here. a kinsman
2: redeemer, a kinsman though, redeemer. or a, near, he's a near, a near relative, near right. relative. A
3: near and it's the same way with Judah yeah. and Tamar. That wasn't a brother; that was a father-in-law, but it's the near relative, right?
0: Right. So those connections, even the incredible connections that are made here in the Book of Ruth, those incredible connections to the patriarchs that are there, and we're going to see her, of course, leading all the way to the monarchy and to the Messiah.
2: Wow. You know, so he wants there. her to identify herself, even though he can probably see her, can he? Well, you can see the scene
0: here in verse 8. It happens at midnight that he was startled and turned himself, and there, a woman, a woman lying at his feet, and it's dark, he doesn't recognize her. Okay. You know, so he asked,, you know, who are you? And so she answered, I am Ruth. Now, this is what she's your planned mid-servant. out, all uh, of this. Right, right. That's what Naomi had planned out. Yeah. In telling her. So, Ruth is carefully carrying out all the instructions that Naomi has given her. So, it says, Take your midservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. So, Boaz would have understood exactly what she meant. You know, uh, she's asking for him to take her in marriage and to raise up an heir for Elimelech and Naomi.
3: You know, and we you know, we should say here earlier, we saw that he was a man of character <laughs> and may the Lord bless you when he meets his servants. So Naomi and Ruth both know yeah. this is a godly man. Yeah. And so Ruth is reminding him, the Lord says, you are my kinsman redeemer yeah. and you are to raise up a child in Naomi's husband's son's name. Yeah. Right. And so she's Appealing to that, at least that's what I'm yeah. reading in these verses. And,
0: and Naomi may have very well known that Boaz was not the closest. Not relative, the closest. Not the right. closest. But she, he was the one Naomi, you know, <laughs> right. wanted. you know, too. So again, we see Naomi and her, her little, what's the word to use, machinations, you know, how she's trying to shape no. She's, she's playing, trying to shift the playing narrative. Matchmaker, <laughs> yes. matchmaker, yeah, matchmaker there you go. make me yeah, a match, there
3: you go. catch me, and whatever. Yeah, you got two options, and he's the better <laughs> one. Let's go with this well, right. But <laughs> again, so, so God's so what using
2: that. Yeah. The mother-in-law's preference is God's preference. preference. And of course, this is back in the days of arranged marriages, which still go on today, by the way, if you're from like a country like India. There are still lots of arranged marriages, especially among the poor. Yeah. But... In biblical times, most marriages were arranged. I have a good friend back in South Carolina, and they're from an
3: African country, and their and their marriage was arranged. Okay. Yeah. Like, you're going to marry this guy.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And it often works out very well. Right. Now, I have several, you know, Indian families I've known. And they, it depends, you know. They may try to arrange something, and they still have a veto power. Right. The man has a veto power over it. He said, no, I don't want this one. Now, let's try again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, you could see why in theory at least that the parents would have a better idea. You know, yeah. if your parents want what's best for you and they're older and wiser.
2: All right. So So,
0: so Naomi is playing a little bit the matchmaker here yeah. and directing, somewhat directing things. And Boaz is is surprised. And he said in verse 10, Blessed are you of Yahweh, my daughter, for this later kindness of yours is even greater than the first. You know, you are willing to identify with Naomi and return with her, and now you're willing to take me on, you know, this older man, as a husband to bring up an heir in the line of Elimelech and there. So he sees that as a great demonstration of Hased on the part of Ruth here, of loyalty here to the family. Yes, you know, and ultimately to Yahweh as well. So now Boaz agrees. To that. But there's a problem.
2: There's a closer relative. There's
0: a closer relative. And this shows once again um, Boaz's character. He's not going to step out of line. Too. He's going to make sure that whatever happens, happens in a righteous way, in a legal way, in a way that will be acknowledged by the whole town as the right thing to happen. But... There has to be wisdom, too, in all of that, how that is to be set up to produce the end that Naomi, that Ruth, and that Boaz want. So Boaz is going to show a little wisdom in that, too, and we'll get to chapter four to see part of that wisdom as well.
2: So in the next episode, we'll wrap up chapter three with the uh, closing details for this meeting that's going to take place with the nearer relative. And then we'll move into chapter four. And thank you, Philippe. This is such good stuff. I'm very, very encouraged. And uh, what are we going to do, Ken? I think. Well, from now on, we are going to keep, keep grace, grace in, focus.
1: in focus. Thank you both for that great discussion. Would you be interested in some free ebooks on topics you hear on this program? Well, if you are, you need to come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On the site, we've got all kinds of free materials, but one of our popular options is our free ebooks on a range of subjects. They're designed to help you mature and grow in your understanding of the faith and Scripture. So come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We are so thankful for our financial partners who keep us on the air. Every gift is tax-deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can give, go to faithalone.org. Would you like to have a chat with Dr. Bob or one of the guests here on the program? Let me tell you how to reach out to the team. You can get us on our email address, which is radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next Grace in Focus, a proposal and some tension. Sometimes you have to just sit still and wait on God. That's next time on Grace in Focus. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep Grace in Focus. The proceeding has been a listener supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.